Um, okay, so, you know, we're doing this series called In Due Time, and we're talking about pregnancy and birthing revival, right? Yes? This will help me a little bit, so just shake your head up and down if you know. Um, we started that right before the winter pandemic of 2022, right? So we haven't had, this is our first time back in church since we kicked that series off. If you didn't see the first one, you can um, go to our website, find the link to our YouTube channel, and talk about, um, we go watch this first, the first message was called Where Babies Come From, right? And on all we said that day was that we're pregnant, and we get pregnant with whatever we've partnered with, okay? That's a that's something to chew on. Think about. You're pregnant with whatever you partner with. We're not, it's a family service. So we're not going to go to the biology of all that. But moms and dads, shake your heads like you know, right? Okay, we're pregnant with whatever we partner with. We know that to be true physically. It's also true spiritually, right? So whatever we partner with gets inside of us and begins to, what do pregnant women do? Grow. <laughs> And the groan was from all the women in the room, right? Like, you just begin to grow. And so we talked about this, that we're pregnant with whatever we partner with, and the church is beginning to show. We begin to show what we're pregnant with, right? So um, let's look at the negative first. None of us can relate to this, right? Um, when, I was, when I was in college, one summer I got a job as a door-to-door salesman. <laughs> Can you picture me as a door-to-door salesman? It didn't work well. Um, but while I was trying to do it, I went to training. I've shared this with you uh, before. I went to training, and the man that trained us, he was trying to get us ready for rejection. Anybody ever done sales? Anybody do that now? Like you're on the phone. Now it's called telemarketing. But, like, your, your number is potential spam, right? Like when I see that on my phone, it's you. Um, if you're in sales, like, you have to be prepared to handle rejection. And so he would, here's how he trained us. He said, look, you're going to knock on a the door. They're going to answer. You're going to be the sweetest person on the planet. You're going to ask if you can come in and demo the waterless cookware that will change their life. And they're going to say no, and they're going to say it ugly and loud and yell and slam the door in your face. And you're going to want to quit but what I need you to do instead is, as you turn and walk back to your car, I just want you to say out loud, huh, somebody peed in their Rice Krispies. <laughs> One, I don't like Rice Krispies anymore. <laughs> the principle that he was trying to explain to us was, they weren't mad at you. They were taking out on you whatever had just happened in their life, right? So... When you're pregnant and you begin to show whatever you're full of, this is what we talked about two weeks ago, whatever you're full of is what's going to come out of you when people bump up against you. Y'all are the sweetest people on the planet. But this week, you're going to bump up against people who, when you bump up into their life, they're going to cut you off, they're going to cuss you out, they're going to whatever. It's also possible that you might do these things too, I don't know. But what comes out of you when you have stress in your life, that's what you're full of, right? So the church is pregnant, and it's beginning to show. Now, there are the flip side. There are some people in the church, our church and the church, that are pregnant with revival. We're pregnant with a hunger for God, right? And so when people bump up against us, guess what comes out? 
hunger for God. Have you ever found yourself trying to explain to somebody how good God is? And it's like, you're just like, you're just not getting this. And you can't adequately describe how passionate you feel about Jesus. It's because you're full of, you're pregnant with something that he's doing. Does that make sense? Okay, that was the first week. Go watch it. But that's the gist of it. Next week is going to be part two. Because when I wasn't sure if we were going to have church this week, I was like, I, I didn't feel like God said I should do the second week if we didn't, like if 20 people showed up. I just feel like this, I feel like this is a really pivotal series for our church. Does that make sense? And then, so I'm going to give you what he gave me for today. It's still part of the series and all that stuff, and we'll whatever label it in due time, week 1A or something, I don't know. But let me just read you the verse that he shared with me, Luke 16, 10. The one who is faithful in a very little thing is also faithful in much. And the one who is unrighteous in a very little thing is also unrighteous in much. Now, let me tell you the picture I saw in my head. Um, I saw a pregnancy test in my head. I'm not pregnant. Just want to make sure we got that out there right away. How many of you have um, taken a pregnancy test and you saw that it was positive? Yes? Um, that's a fun moment, isn't it? Well, I, I hope it's a fun moment. I guess it's possible that it could be a terrifying moment if you weren't expecting to be pregnant. But if you are hoping to be pregnant and you see a positive pregnancy test, what do you typically do? You find the person that you're, hopefully your spouse, and you're like, you wave that thing of urine in their face. Right? Are you, are y'all good? <laughs> that is what it is, y'all. <laughs> look, look, and you're like, what? Just tell me what it says, right? <laughs> Just tell me. And so it's, if it's the color that you wanted, then you're like, yes, we're pregnant, right? We talked about that. You, you're expecting. And so this morning, I just want to talk to you just for a second um, about, about that, like that moment when you realize we're pregnant, okay? And y'all know that when you're first pregnant, that life inside of you is a very little thing, right? Now, we know this about our enemy. The enemy would rather kill something when it's small than fight something when it's big, right? You know this principle? This is why abortion is such a big deal, y'all. The enemy wants to stop things when they're small. This is why when God first drops a vision in your heart, about maybe a ministry he's calling you to, and you have these flood of emotions like, oh, I can see it. I can see it. It's funny. We were, um, you know, this morning we didn't have a full band. And so when we were doing our sound check, I kept thinking, like, I can hear the band in my head. You know, like, give her, it, it sounds so good in your head. And you're like, I hope it's remotely that good, right? Um, sometimes you just see it, and you just get so excited about the possibility of what God could do. Have you been there? And then you try to explain to somebody, and it doesn't come out nearly as good as it is in your head, right? The, the ministry, the global ministry that God is calling you to, that he's birthing you to, about how you're going to save the children and give them socks and shoes, right? Whatever it is, and probably feed them to you. You could, just, you could see it, and you try to describe it, and it just comes out as like, whatever. Like, we're going to give Cheerios to people. I mean, it just doesn't have the same. And then the enemy comes in in that moment, and what does he do? It'll never work. You'll quit that thing before you even start that thing. It's so small, and he just wants to kill it, right? 
That's the way the enemy operates. So here's what I want you to see in this verse. Can I just use the term the much? Because he said the one who's faithful in very little is also faithful in much. The much. It's a noun. The much. The much is not given. The much is grown. There's a lot of people in the church that just want God to dump revival on us. But it doesn't come that way. The much isn't given. The much is grown. It starts little and then grows into much. Right? And so what is this talking? It's talking about faithfulness, y'all. We have to be faithful in little things so that we will be faithful in bigger things. So I'm just going to give you a couple things just to jot down if you want to. If we don't take care of things that are small, then we won't have time to develop things as they get bigger. I think about that positive pregnancy test. And if this is too close to home, then know that my heart is full of compassion, right? I'm not trying to make light of a very painful situation that some of you may have experienced. But if you, if, if you find out you're pregnant and you share that news, let's just say that you and your boyfriend not married, and you just share with your boyfriend, I'm pregnant, and his response is, fear and, and I'm just freaking out and I'm scared and he just jets out and he's done, right? If a pregnancy, if a positive pregnancy test, which represents something really small, was enough to get him out the door, he probably wasn't going to be good to help raise that kid. Because he's unfaithful in little, he will be unfaithful with much. The point of what Jesus is saying is this, and this is really important. I hope I get this out correctly or in a way that makes sense. We tend to think that we will change when we get more. What Jesus is saying is you don't change. What you're trusted with changes. Are you, do you see that? If you're faithful with little, you'll also be faithful with much. If you're unfaithful with little, You'll also be, un, well, my term uses unrighteous. You'll also be unrighteous with much. So whatever you were with a little, you're going to be with a lot. We tend to think, well, when I win the lottery, I'll give it all away. What are you giving away now? If you're not giving it away now when you have what you have, you're not going to give away more when you have more of what you have. Um, jot this down do with a little now what you would like to do with a lot later we, we have this you know I tell you this all the time we, we play the lottery we don't, all the time. we don't play the lottery we play the lottery game you know what the lottery game is when you are driving and you look up at the billboard and, and it says the powerball is $778 million. We all play that game. We're like, holy cow, if I had that money, you do that? I would. And we start building orphanages around the world and paying off the church debt and, you know, like paying for everybody in the room. I want, I'd be Oprah. You get a car. You get a car. You go to college for free, right? Like, let's think all the things that I would want to do. We start talking about all the stuff that we would do. And inevitably, I'm the Debbie Downer, right? 
I'm the, uh, the Daniel downer, right? I'm the guy who turns to my family and says, what are you doing now? Oh, Dad, right? Like, but I'm asking myself that question too. Like, if I won't give a dollar away when I have 100, I'm not giving a million away when I win the lottery. What are you doing now? Do, do now with the little that you have what you want to do later with a lot more, right? Start to show the faithfulness now. Faithfulness doesn't grow. What we're faithful over grows. According to what Jesus said, you're faithful when there's a little and you'll be faithful when there's a lot. You are not growing. What you're faithful over is growing. So let me just say this, and this will be a segue into next week. Either we make excuses or we make room. Either we make excuses or we make room. Here's what I mean. You could say make preparation. Here's what that means. Uh, I really want revival. And again, what is revival? Revival is not about the bad people out there. Revival is the Holy Spirit bringing a, a sleeping church awake, right? He revives us so he can use us to lead the world to Jesus. Are, are y'all, is that good? Nod your head. If you nod your head like this, I'll be done faster. A lot of agreement in the room right now. That's good, right? That's good. So, If we really want that, if we really want revival, then when I find out that we're pregnant, either we make excuses like, oh, that'll be too hard, I'm checking out, or we make room. Next week, we'll talk about distractions. And just as a little teaser, so you know where we're going, um, when you find out that you're pregnant and you're really excited about the child that's coming, your man cave is no longer going to be a man cave. It's probably going to be the nursery. Or your she shed? No, that, that wouldn't change because you don't want the baby out in the shed. That's crazy. That's like how Jesus was born. That's nuts, right? <laughs> you won't make excuses like, oh, no, but I love my man cave, and this is my man cave. You'll be like, what do I need to move? I'll just get rid of all that stuff because we're focused on the one thing, and that is this life that's coming, Right? And so when we're focused on revival, when we're in a birth revival, then we either make excuses like, oh, that's too much, oh, that's too hard, or we make room. Hey, God, what can we shift around? What can we change? What can we make different so that we're prepared for when you come? I think that's it. Mm. Let me tell you this, and then we'll pray. Back to the much, right? Jesus said, the one who is faithful in a very little thing is also faithful in much. The one who is unrighteous in a very little thing is also unrighteous in much. This isn't just about money, okay? This is about being faithful with little things, so you're faithful with a lot. Um, the much is coming for all but it won't be entrusted to all.
Does that make sense? Like the revival that God's sending, he's sending it. You know why? Because he loves us. And he loves Albemarle. And he loves Stan- Stanley County. He loves North Carolina. He loves the eastern seaboard. He loves this region. He loves the country. He sends it to all because he loves all. But he's not going to trust it to all. And that's a good thing. Because we don't want to wreck it. Right? Um, how many of you have friends that live up north? Is that even possible? To have friends from up north? Is that possible? How many of you have the kind of friends from up north that will send you a text message and really give you a hard time about how the south handles winter storms? Anybody? <laughs> um, I saw that. <laughs> Kim, last week when we had to cancel church, um, I, I had to get out and make a video two days before the storm came. It was 55 degrees and sunny. And I'm like, yeah, due to the winter weather, we're going to be canceling church. And I'm looking outside like, I don't even believe myself, right? This is crazy. But we had to post it in advance so that all of you would know that we weren't having it because the storm was going to hit in the middle of the night. And you didn't want to be notified that I'd posted something at 3 in the morning. Am I right about that? Yeah, so we made a good call. But because we shared it two days early, all of y'all start sharing it, and Kim had shared it, and it just made me laugh because she had a friend that like was like, you Southerners with snow and canceling church two days before it happens. And she's like trying to explain like how it happens around here, and this is why we had to do it. And all I kept thinking was, when you're faithful with a little, you're, you can be trusted with more. There's a reason why people up north don't cancel stuff because of an inch of snow. Do you know what it is? Snow plows. They know how to drive. Can I get an amen? Y'all, y'all go nuts doing donuts in the Walmart parking lot on an inch of ice and wonder why you have dents in your car. They've prepared They've done, we were talking this morning about, I remember when I was small, we had an ice and snowstorm, like back to back for a couple days. I think the total accumulation was this much, but it never got above freezing, and I was out of school for two weeks. It was God, right? It was great, because we just didn't, they didn't salt the roads then, or whatever they do to the roads, slag, slug, slick, whatever it is. Um, that sounds like a country band, slag, slug, slick, whatever. This is the part of the service where Wendy's praying really hard that I stay focused. We're having a baby. Stay focused. Um, the point here is if we had a northeaster, is that how you say it, nor'easter? If we had one of those here, it would cripple our economy for months. We're not prepared. Probably what has God, God has this living in the South, right? He puts all the bad drivers here and all the good drivers. We're not prepared. But in places where that happens, they are prepared. Do you know why? Because they started getting prepared when it was a little. And now when it dumps all that, they're, they're prepared. Man, I would not want to live up north and have Southerners move up there and try to drive in it. Car insurance rates would go through the roof, wouldn't they? There'd be wrecks everywhere. It's a good thing that God doesn't give us more than we can actually handle. 
It's a sign of his favor and his grace. It's not a sign of his generosity. Because he wants to give us the much. He wants to see people who are faithful with a little so he can bless them with more. And channel more through them. Now, listen, here's the miracle. I got all that from just seeing a pregnancy test, like in my mind. But, it, but when you get the news that you're expecting, everything changes. And if it doesn't, you're not going to be faithful with much. you got to be faithful with a little bit. And right now, there's some little things that are happening in our church, in our city, in our area. And God's just looking for people who will be, hey, I'll, just, I'll help faithfully steward that. And, and whatever happens next, I'll be faithful then too. But it all starts when it's teeny tiny, right? And so here's how I want to close this morning. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for people that have watched online. I want to pray over people that know that God's put something really small in them. That, that you would be a faithful steward of that, Right? Again, I've never been pregnant, but I know that when you are pregnant, you make a lot of changes. Things you eat change. How you interact with people around you change. You know, I know down south, everybody's like, can I touch your belly? No. That's what I'd be saying. I have a big shirt that says, hands off, right? I'm, I'm incubating right now, so step back, right? But everything changes. You because you're responsible for what's inside you. And I feel like God's looking at our church and saying, will you be responsible for what's inside you? Because, y'all, I'm telling you, I, I'm, I could look through every section. The, the ministries that are going to come out of our church, don't think church program, right? Because then you're going to look at me to make it happen. I'm talking about the body. The ministries that are fixing to come out of our church, y'all, are going to change the world. It's going to change our city. People are going to come face to face with a real God because of what he's birthing in and through you. And I want to help you steward that, right? Steward it well, man. Be faithful now with a little. So if you feel like God's called you to step up on a platform someday and preach to thousands, talk to your neighbor tomorrow. You feel like God wants you to start a a foundation that will impact people financially? Help kids go to college? Great. Adopt a college student tomorrow. Just send them a care package. But that's not really what God called me to do. No, it is. He's giving you something. He's birthing something in you. Be faithful with the little, and he'll grow it, right? So can we pray over that? Um, here, you don't have to close your eyes. Just hands, heads up and eyes open. Like, how many of you feel like God's put something in your heart? Like he's, he's growing something in you right now. Okay, keep your hands up. I'm just going to pray over you, and then we're going to... Go finish up that coffee that's in the lobby and playing whatever snow's left. Father, man, you, God, you're birthing some stuff in us. And, and I can just say as one of the leaders here, it's exciting to see how that little pregnancy test, that positive test is changing this whole place. The changing the level of expectation here. God, I believe this, that you are going to take people to Walmart, and Walmart will be changed because of what you're birthing in our church. Everywhere we turn, we're going to meet people. They're going to, they're going to be healed. They're going to be led to the Lord. Their, their destinies are going to change. The way they see themselves is going to change. 
because you're finding in us somebody who's willing to birth the new thing. So, God, I pray right now that as we look at that positive test and we get excited and we think about all that you can do, I pray specifically, God, that you would protect our minds from the enemy, from the enemy that wants to come in and stop it before it even starts. And we just say no in the name of Jesus. We, can't, we, we pull down the thoughts that are exalted against the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And we take them captive in Jesus' name. And I pray, God, creativity. I pray life over those dreams, God. But more than anything, I pray for the dream carriers in the room. That you would help them to continue to be faithful to what you've called them to do. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Everybody say amen.